Yo, welcome back to the Return to Play podcast. I'm your host, Steven Navarra, OTR, ATC, about to start my nursing home job next week. Can't wait to start the nine to five life or the eight to eight to four life, whatever. Should be a, an interesting experience. And Danny, how are you doing today? Someone who's had the nine to five life for a couple of years now. Yeah, I'm Danny, uh, DPT. Nine to five life is miserable. That's why I uh, watch football and drink away my sorrows. <laughs> but no, it's all right. It's a, uh, I'm feeling good. Getting hot on my gambling picks. Uh, I feel like I had something football related that I wanted to say in the intro, but I can't remember now. I'll, it'll come to me. Penn State uh, back in the uh, in the winning uh, <laughs> winning sphere. They don't deserve airtime. <laughs> Pittsburgh still sucks, but we eked it out. Um, yeah, that that was uh, not a good display of football by the Steelers, and we gave the the Bears a lot of chances to uh, to be in that game and to win that game and. Uh, the refs that was a pretty egregious refing gig but everyone's already talked about that so the other thing i wanted to talk about before we started was fab dollars in fantasy redrafts and the league that danny is commissioner of that i am in as well uh we don't use fab dollars and now i'm sitting in second place playing third place marshall my best friend and you know, we we both wanted Tim Patrick. He's only one win behind me, but now he gets Tim Patrick over me because just because he's one one loss more than I am. It's bullshit. Switch it to Fab Dollars next year. I'm done with the patty cake, and uh, I should be, have Tim Patrick right now. I would have put you know fifteen, seventeen, twenty dollars on him. Marshall could have put 21 on us. What do you want me to you do? You don't know, but I had, I'd at least have a chance. Like, I knew trying to get Tim Patrick on the waiver yesterday or today's Wednesday, also Tuesday, yeah. It was like, I'm not getting Tim Patrick. There's going to be three, two, three other people. And then it wasn't even anybody besides Marshall, who I'm playing this week, who's only one loss behind me and playoff seating and all that for the bye. Um. I had no chance. I did get the Titans defense, however. No one claimed the Titans defense, which is crazy to me. They've had double-digit points almost the whole season. I scooped them up off the waivers. That's how, <sighs> that's how, that's how waivers works in real football. So that's how waivers works in, in my football league, I suppose. Mm. Well, real football waiver acquisitions happen once every, you know, for for one team and a waiver acquisition happens every other year, you know, every three years they, they're claiming someone off the waivers. Uh, it's more often than that. I mean, just because uh, you're not claiming you just because you're not claiming free agents every week, they still have a waiver. Okay. Order that comes like out pre- every week. In the preseason that maybe they're doing a lot more, but once it's like week two, week three, Teams aren't making waiver claims left and right. They're making one one more waiver claim throughout the year or something because no one's getting dropped who they need. Whatever. I'm done talking about it. I've said my piece. We need the fab dollars. Let's get into the NFL injury news. Aaron Rodgers 
uh, Mr. Mr. COVID falsely accused of being in a Prius. That is kind of offensive. I would be upset if the tabloids were saying I drove a Prius as well. Uh, but he was on Pat McAfee's show talking about all of his COVID woes. And, you know, he, he gave a bunch of research that he did with doctors and, you know, kind of disproving uh, the vaccine's efficacy or like he disagrees with the efficacy, all this stuff, it, whatever. I, yeah. He, he talked for 20 minutes about COVID, didn't give a single source trying to uh, make his case as to why, you know, which I do agree the NFL is like on a witch hunt for non-vaccinated people. They're definitely stigmatizing and shaming the, those who aren't vaccinated in the league. And I also know that Aaron Rodgers has an allergy to the vaccine, so he can't get it. But at the end of the day, you're still unvaccinated and you didn't give us any resources at all as to your research, which I disagreed with mostly as I listened to him talk on Pat McAfee's show. Anyway, he's probably going to play this week. He should be back off of the COVID uh, list on Saturday, which means he's not going to get any practice this week, but he's Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, heating pad, he's going to be it starting in my league that I have him in. How about you, Danny? Yeah, you know, he's not going to get any practice like you said, but he's probably one of the few quarterbacks in the league where that doesn't really matter. Um, yeah, I, I hit my my soccer draw of the week. That's what I was going to say in the intro. Fine, it was a, I had a long absence, but I finally remembered it. But yeah, uh, Aaron Rodgers, yeah, there – I don't know what the he's not the only unvaccinated player in the league or the un, only unvaccinated player to get COVID. I don't know what the whole witch hunt about this was just because he's probably the biggest name. But but yeah, he should be back this week. Um, who do they got? I was thinking about taking that taking that game later. They're minus three. Who, who's Green Bay playing? Seattle. They're they're in Lambeau. Yeah, yeah. Seattle, which I Russell. Wanna, so the other side of it is Russell Wilson is now activated and practicing coming off that finger. Yeah, I, l- I like the Packers minus three, but I don't know how uh, how rusty Aaron Rodgers might be with no practice. So that was that kind of scared me away from that pick. But it should be a game, but good game. Both QBs coming back. Yeah, that's that's must watch uh, game Sunday. Ah, uh, I think. I think I will be driving back from Charlotte during that that game. That's gonna suck. Um, Sam Darnold. Speaking of Charlotte and the Carolina Panthers, Sam Darnold gave the Carolina Panthers a nice blessing uh, via a scapula fracture. So he is now out for at least a month for that scapula to heal. But you know, at this point, if they win, even two of the next four games, they should definitely keep Sam Darnold out for the rest of the year. Uh, they obviously realized they wasted their money on him, and he is he is not good at quarterback. So, you know, I made some joking tweets about it. I, I have really nothing else to say. He's killed my one fantasy team where you can't uh, swap out players. So... I drafted him and and then I got I got stuck with him 
but now he's on the IR, so I can dump his ass. I'm done with Sam Darnold. Anything about Sam Darnold, Danny, or can we just move on? I'm done yeah, talking about him. Just amazing how he looked, looked, made the Panthers look real smart for a few weeks and then just completely returned to the old Sam Darnold. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I, I'd say it's safe to say that there will probably be a new quarterback in Carolina next year. Yeah, they're going to just have to eat that money. The Broncos have a lot of injury news, but most notably Pat Sertain the third is out for multiple weeks with a knee sprain. The Broncos obviously played very well against the Dallas Cowboys and whooped their ass, but that game kind of feels like an outlier, you know, uh, with Vaughn Miller leaving and stuff. Who knows the emotions of that? Cowboys were flat. Uh, Pat Sertain is definitely a loss on that defense, in my opinion. And I would target uh, wide receivers, specifically um, like the the number two wide receiver. If like they have the big guy that goes like a DK Metcalf type um, type of receivers, it's usually who's, who he is covering. Um, so kind of tar- definitely target some wide receivers against Broncos coming up here in the future. Uh, what do you think about a- and anything else on the Broncos? They're they're a tough team to kind of pin down this year. Sometimes they look good and sometimes they look awful. So I I don't know. I'm lost on the Broncos. I don't I don't I, they've been they've been puzzling me all year. So I don't know. I don't know if they're good or bad, but I'm not they touching any of their games. Hold a lot of yeah, they don't hold a lot of fantasy value offensively. Uh, my guy Noah Fant, who we'll get to. Uh, spoiler alert! I'm heating pad. Noah Fant coming back this week. Uh, we'll we'll keep it moving though. Cornerback Christian Fulton for the Titans is back from injured reserve. That's a that's a big uh, win for the Titans defense if he can play this week. But there are still seven Titans who did not practice yet this week as of Wednesday. Uh, all over the defense, every every position group has someone who's not practicing most notably i suppose is, is bud dupree who he usually takes midweek off anyway um i would definitely check back on the titans defense their status um friday or saturday anything about the titans that they're they're shit pumping people You there? Oh shit! My mic was muted. I was talking. The defense is really stepping up this year. Last year they had the uh, worst pass rush in the league, and this year, I mean, you saw it last week in that primetime game. They just lit up the Rams. So, uh, pass rush is really good. Defense is looking really good. Titans are a strange team. <laughs> they don't always look the greatest, but they just keep winning and beating good teams. So they're doing what the the Steelers did last year. Yeah. Uh, Dupree, you mentioned Dupree. I think he's going to, I don't think he was worth the money that he did get. I'm glad he got the bag. I love the guy, but, uh, I think as his knee gets healthier, I think he'll start to make more and more of a difference. Um, this team's if, if Derrick Henry can get back at the end of the season, this, this team's going to be scary. They're going to make some noise in the playoffs. Yep. And continuing with bad defenses, the bears, um, not bad banged up is what i meant to say 
the Bears defense was a big reason why we the Steelers won on Monday Night Football. No Khalil Mack, the safety. Can't recall his name. He was out. Uh, two key players of their defense were out, and uh, you know we we managed to score twenty nine points, which I believe is our season high. But uh, look for those guys. They they had since they're on a delayed week. There's no news yet on their statuses, so look out for the the Bears injury report. If those guys are still missing, kind of look for a similar outcome of their defense going to be gassed again in the second half. Pick up some wide, or they're on a bye. So I'm an idiot. They got time to get healthy. Speaking of, speaking of the Bears-Steelers, I just want to touch on Chris Boswell, first kicker in the history of Heinz Field to boot two fifty yarders. That that's a tough place to kick. That doesn't sound like that crazy of an accomplishment, but that is a hard place to kick. For years, it was even making a fifty yarder was a significant a significant challenge at Heinz Field. Kicking's a little different these days. The balls are definitely in the kicker's favor. They use their own, you know, they use a different ball to kick with than they use for the regular plays. Um, you know, that's why kickers have much better numbers nowadays, but still an amazing, amazing accomplishment. And they needed every bit of it. Pittsburgh didn't give up on Boswell through that down year. And I'm really, really happy about it. He's the third most accurate kicker in the history of the league right now. Not enough is being said about Boswell. Yeah. He had a monster game, uh, Monday night, even though missing the <laughs> missed the extra, extra point extra. somehow. Yeah, the extra point put us in a situation. Well, I guess the Bears could have went for two and we would have been in the same exact situation. But nevertheless, uh, Seahawks, Chris Carson, uh, he's back to practice. But I, when I was reading up about it, it didn't really sound like he is going to play this week against the Packers. He's day-to-day coming off of that neck injury. If anything, kind of feels off or weird. Um, they're going to shut him down again. So that's that's something to keep an eye on Well, as well this weekend. If he doesn't play, uh, Alex Collins is a, is a fine DFS play. And he'll definitely, Chris, Chris Carson will definitely be back the following week, week 11 here. And then finally, Browns, uh, Jeremiah Owusu-Karamoa. Koramoa. I think I nailed that. I don't know how to say the K word, but just say J-O-K or Jock. <laughs> That's how it's usually abbreviated. But yeah, designated to return from IR. Brown's rookie playmaker looked good at the beginning of the year. Should be a bolster of their defense. Yeah, Brown's shit pumped the Bengals. Now they got to play the Patriots, who are also... Patriots are kind of getting better each week. Um, it's a one and a half point game i believe uh should be a good game as well that's a one o'clock right yep one o'clock game there's some good this is a good slate this uh this weekend here um titan saints is all right uh we're we're gonna be in a close game the steelers are gonna be in a close game against the detroit lions we were talking about how we we both wanted to put the detroit lions plus nine is our lock of the week uh, we just know this team. We know exactly how they operate. We know they're not like that great this year. They're not upper echelon like we were in the, the previous years. 
look out for the Lions is a, a live dog this Sunday. But I think that wraps up all of the injury news. Let's just roll straight into heating powder ice pack. Noah Fant is back from COVID. He had a week off. Then, uh, you know, the Broncos did roll without him. But he's back, and he's obviously a heating pad. He's a very consistent uh, key guy of that offense. So you, wh- how do you feel about the Fant? Yeah, he's definitely a top 10 tight end when he's in there fantasy-wise. So unless you have one of the top guys, the heating pad Fant. Chase Claypool has been dealing with some turf toe, so now he is considered week to week. You know, Claypool hasn't been playing all that spectacularly this season. I think their expectations for Claypool were were very high, and he is not meeting those expectations. I think he needed this whole year to be treated a little bit differently, I think coached a little bit differently. and. He's not producing how I think he should be. And also, Ben is doesn't always throw the most accurate ball anymore. But so either way, my, my point here is I'm going to ice pack Claypool. I don't think he's a, a highlight of our offense anymore. I think it's Deontay, obviously Najee, and now Pat Fryermuth. I think those are like his top three targets now. And, and Claypool is just now a, a nine-route guy who – they're going to hope can make a deep catch down the field. And that's about it. And, and he does the sweep, the jet sweep. So ice pack for him. What do you got on Claypool? Yeah. I'm a, when he's not healthy, especially with the turf toe up, I'd ice pack him for a couple of weeks here. Um, I mean, he, this is a huge hit to the Steelers offense. So I, I, I said it from the beginning of the year, fantasy wise, he's not going to be very consistent because he's that, he's that big play boomer bust guy. But, I mean, he's still been making plays this year, going up for balls down the field, um, you know, huge jump ball catches. He had the big catch early in the game uh, against Chicago. Whoa. So, I mean, he's still – he's not stuffing the stat, stat sheet, but the the offense has definitely become a lot more balanced and more uh, more running through Najee the past few weeks. But still, it still is a huge hit to the Steelers' offense not having Claypool out there. Yeah, off the ball, he's someone defenses have to respect, so it does kind of shift how how a defense is going to approach the offense, um, regardless I mean, of he's. Go ahead. So he's he's actually averaging more more yards a game this year than last year, and he's like you said, he's been getting a lot more touches in the run game too on those jet sweeps. It's just uh, the offense is less explosive. He's not getting the touchdowns that he had last year. Um, so the, the production's actually, it's not falling off. It's just, he's not, he, he's not having those huge games where he pops up with a few touchdowns. Then the Cardinals, obviously Kyler Murray didn't play last week. They still got a win. He is still questionable and limited at practice. Uh, keep an eye out for him. I think if he plays the Panthers defense is pretty legit though. They were holding the Panther or the Patriots last week to very few points and then you know sam darnold had turnovers and stuff which which let um the patriots snowball there so i would i would ice pack kyler murray and hopkins is day-to-day as well 
Rondell Moore did not practice. So I would just kind of avoid the Cardinals this week in DFS. Obviously, redraft leagues, you're going to have to play Kyler if he's in, most likely, um, and Hopkins. But don't sleep on the Panthers' defense either. I think they give the Cardinals some trouble. How about you? Yeah, I think you nailed it. DFS, I wouldn't touch him, but obviously if you have Kyler in your fantasy leagues, you've you gotta start him. He's still gonna he's still gonna have fantasy good good fantasy value. DeAndre Hopkins as well, if he's in. Uh I do wanna touch on James Conner. I called it I knew he was gonna thrive in a dual back dual backfield, a, a split backfield, and uh he's putting up some numbers this year. They're goal line guy, making big plays. Scoring lots of touchdowns. Uh, yep. Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds going down for a couple weeks. Uh, watch out for James Conner here. I'm I'm glad he had that huge game last week, kind of carrying the the offense without Kyler and DeAndre Hopkins and Colt McCoy and James Conner balling out for the win. You'd love to see it. And Nick Chubb also in the COVID bin. He is vaccinated. So as of today, I don't I didn't get anything on Chubb if he had uh, a negative test or not today, but I would I would have to guess it doesn't matter. You'll you'll know by Saturday or Sunday if he's playing. If he's playing, he's he's good, like play him. And if not, the Ernest Johnson is definitely the play for that Browns backfield who he showed he can be productive in the Thursday night game. So just, just look at that. I think Chubb's going to play and it's just going to be back to normal. And um, if not, Dearness Johnson there uh, is the move. Uh, anything to add to that? Yeah, I'm a heating pad for whoever the Browns have, but I expect Chubb to play. He is vaccinated. Like you said, kind of seems like the Giants situation last week. Uh, turns out, a lot of those guys, I said, was false positives. So uh, if he gets, you know, negative tests in the next couple of days, he'll be good to go. Yeah, and finally, Dalvin Cook. He is in a legal battle, we'll call it, with his, is it his wife or his girlfriend? A former girlfriend, it sounds like. And he's claiming she um, committed domestic violence on onto him and kind of held him for his money and put a lot of, you know, bad stressors on him, emotional damage. And then she came back and straight up countersuited him for basically the exact same thing of committing domestic violence on her as well. And uh, that should just tell Dalvin cook pretty easily that those are just offsetting penalties. You just got to drop that lawsuit. She hits you with the counter, whether it's real or not. Unless you got some good evidence up your sleeve, they're probably not taking your side, a jury, and you're just going to waste your, you're just going to hand over half of your salary over to a lawyer to, to probably just call it a draw in court. So with all of that, oh, but you know, as far as your, your, his NFL playing goes, his on the field heating pad, he's Dalvin Cook, duh, <laughs> and he, uh, Anything about Dalvin Cook, how do you feel about it? Uh, yeah, I mean, heating pad Dalvin. Madison probably isn't a bad pickup just as a handcuff and say, in case anything goes down. Um, but he should be good to continue playing through all this until something gets settled. And then you all, yeah, well, Kirk Cousins is your quarterback, so 
you do have a ceiling on you as a um, Vikings offensive player. Who uh, I'm looking, who do the Vikings have? They have the Chargers. Chargers could get exposed. Like I like, I kind of like over fifty three in that game. I actually really like over fifty three in that game. I might add that to my picks down here. Um, yeah, let's let's get into soccer draw of the week, Danny. What is your soccer draw of the week? Yeah, I uh, finally hit one last week, which was uh, the first one I've hit since the first one I did. I think. But uh, I'm going to go. So we got another uh, World Cup qualifying window opening up here Um, tomorrow, actually. The first uh, games are starting, but CONCACAF doesn't start until Friday. So the day this should be coming out, uh, USA, Mexico are playing that night in Cincinnati. So the USA's home game. Um, We beat Mexico twice this summer. I don't know that they can make it three in a row, but I don't I don't see them losing one at home. So I'd like this to be a draw. Get your point um, and kind of, you know, maintain your status up at the top of that uh, group. So I'm going to say USA, Mexico. Are both, it's going to be a conservative game on both sides. I wouldn't be surprised if we get a boring 0-0 draw in this game. So do you like the first half draw more so, would you say? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Def- yeah. This will be it'll be a kind of game where uh, both both teams are going to be happy to go home with a point. Um, very slow playing first half, I'd imagine. And, and you know, as the game progresses, if an opportunity presents itself, then then the teams will become more aggressive. But so if anything, I think it'll be, you know, zero zero until late in the second half. Somebody might net a goal, but. I think that the, the past the past two were one 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 nothing games or no the one went to penalty kicks this summer. Riveting. Um, uh, real quick, my draw of the weeks have been doing pretty shitty in the EPL and international, so I'm going to go to Serie A this week with Lazo versus Juventus. Uh, two pretty similar teams near the top of the table. Uh, competitive game here on. Oh, that's not. They have the whole. They it's everyone's offering for nationals. That's next week's game. Son of a bitch. Uh, I guess I got to find a World Cup qualifier now to <laughs> to say draw. Um, it's loading. Um, I've been having internet issues all day as well. Let's see. Just throwing a dart at a dartboard. Switzerland and Italy draw, boom. Um, nothing to say about it. Who's who's uh, home Italy in that one? To win would be a, a good um, hedge as well. Take the first half draw on that too. Yeah, yeah. All right, and next week you already know what it is: <laughs> Lazio versus Juventus. Uh. Danny, you got the next segment. Yeah, so we're going to move on to the uh, LGBTQIA plus player of the week. Another tough week. Um, this this one was tough. The Raiders dropped dropped a big game to the to the New York Football Giants. They're a, a big favorite and did not look so great. 
But, uh, you know, I really got to go with uh, my boy Carl Nassib here. Three tackles, tackle for loss. One of his better uh, better performances of the year. I'm going to say Carl Nassib, LGBTQIA plus player of the week. All right. And then we got the tight end guru position. Last week, I nailed it. Uh, other than Jared Cook didn't have like a great game. Um, but all three, three pretty good picks there. And this week, obviously, you know who I'm going with. Noah Fant. $4,300. The Eagles are giving our 32nd in tight end fantasy points given up. So no brainer there. The, the fans gonna run loose. Uh, I do like Conklin again at 3,400 uh, against the chargers. Seems like a good um, spot for him. And then uh, if you want a third one, I mean, Pat Fryermuth just seems like he is a, part of that offense now he had four receptions monday night and he had two two more targets i believe he had six targets uh and two two touchdowns the guy's a freak he is uh just getting started that was an excellent draft pick by the steelers pat fryer move okay i think uh are we ready to just get into the greasy gambling picks this means we're going to do this whole episode with absolutely no cuts. That's going to be, that's incredible. Look at us go. Episode uh, 15, I think. 15, we we nailed it. Seamless. No edits. Well, we got to finish the show strong. It helps when we're pressed for time and <laughs> and one of us has an event to get to. Dinner. <laughs> oh, dinner. Yeah, we can't make Steve late for dinner. Uh, Yeah, we'll go with that. Um, why don't you start, Danny? Give us your three picks. The greasy gambling. I'm on a hot streak here. Uh, two and one the past two weeks. Like I said, I was going to turn it around. Uh, this is a tough week, though. There's nothing that I absolutely love, but there's I have five picks on my board right now that I do like. Uh, so let me let me narrow this down here. The one I'm going to go. So big, big matchup. I'm gonna for my lock of the week. I'll start with the lock. Big matchup. Uh, college game day. Texas A&M at Ole Miss. A&M is actually the favorite in this, two and a half points. But I like Ole Miss to win at home. Ole Miss undefeated at home this year. I think. Uh, uh, I just, I just, I don't, I don't really have a good reason. I just think Ole Miss is the is the better team. Um, at least the more explosive offense. Matt Corral should be getting healthier, and uh, like Ole Miss to to win this outright. Ole Miss plus two and a half, lock of the week. Last time I picked against A and M, I I got uh it it burned me though. So let's go Rebels. Let's go Lane Kiffin. And then another one that I really like is uh, this is an underrated matchup. We got some Mountain West late Saturday night action. Nevada Wolfpack at San Diego State, um, which doesn't sound like a very appetizing game unless you watch Group of Five football. This is actually Nevada at seven and two, San Diego State at eight and one. Nevada's a pretty good team. They beat Boise State pretty impressively earlier this year. Boise came through for me the past two weeks. I think San Diego State's 
they've played a lot of close games and eked them out. So I think they're a little bit overrated. I like, I definitely think Nevada is the better team, even on the road. Plus two and a half, I'm going Nevada. Uh, my third pick, one's tough. I really want to say Detroit plus nine against the Steelers because Pittsburgh's just. Tomlin's already talking about. Yeah, I'm I'm going this pick because I because I'm fired up about it already. Tomlin. Every time Tomlin comes out and says this bullshit about, oh, we're not gonna overlook anybody. They're they're a pro football team. That motherfucker. Every time he says that shit, they overlook the team and get fucking smoked. So Pittsburgh's not good enough to. They're not. You see what happens when they that you know they build a big double digit lead over the Broncos, almost blow it. Build a double digit lead, fourth quarter. 14-point lead over the Bears, one of the worst offenses in the league, and should have probably lost the game. So I'm going to say Detroit Lions, Pittsburgh's going to come out unprepared, look sloppy, and they'll probably eke out the win, but Detroit will cover the plus nine. Dude, I want to touch on this other one, this intriguing one. Clemson Tigers, one of the most disappointing teams in college football, horrible offense. They're minus 41, but they're playing UConn. I do like that pick as well. Um, because UConn, the Clemson's defense is still really good. UConn's probably gonna get shut out. I think, I think against a terrible, terrible team like that, the offense. I mean, that could be a fifty to nothing game. But I already picked Detroit, so that one's not on my list. So, yeah, stay away from a bad team minus forty. Well, not that's that's why it's so it's so intriguing because their offense has been so bad, but at the same time, like their defense is still an elite defense, and UConn is just so so bad. Uh, all right, Jimmy, what do you got for us? All right, so coming off, uh, you know, roughly one and two, but did hit my lock in New England, so. At least a little momentum to carry here. I'm just going to start with Sam Darnold fucking stinks. And because of that, and him not playing, I'm going to take Carolina plus 10.5 over Arizona. Uh, I just think it'll be a, uh, you know, they they don't have much tape on the QB coming in, so they might not be able to stop him. They might not be able to stop the uh, backup coming into play. So definitely take that. Still think they lose, but I think they cover the 10.5. Um, the Raiders, I think it's just time for everyone to give up on the Chiefs this year. They stink. They're not turning it on at any point. Um, so them being fair, uh, giving two and a half points, getting two and a half, I think they're going to come out and uh, actually win that one. But I'll take the plus two and a half. And then my lock, you know, it's kind of rough calling this on a Wednesday because uh, the reigning MVP did say there is a small chance that he might not play Sunday, but if he's out there, I don't think there's another quarterback that plays better when he's pissed off than Aaron Rodgers. He's going to be out there, you know, dropping dimes and sucking signs all fucking night long all over that field. So I'm going to take uh, Green Bay minus three and a half to cover that for my lock of the week. Not bad. I think the Chiefs do do probably pull pull out a win there but they are they are a very intriguing team this week uh, or uh this season as well i've got one college play uh the pit panthers they are minus six and a half at home 
and they have they are in the lead for the ACC. They're going to try to play for an ACC title. They're playing North Carolina, UNC, which I had last week to win, to, to upset um, Wake Forest, even though UNC was a favorite. I said that line made no sense. But now North – so North Carolina beat the in-state rival there or whatever, and emotional win. Now they got to go to Pittsburgh, and I don't think they're a touchdown better than Pittsburgh Panthers. Secondly, I have the Rams minus four in Monday Night Football. Uh, I, I'm a little hesitant on that pick, but I think, you know, Sean McVay, uh, it's hard for him to lose two weeks in a row, um, especially because the 49ers seem discombobulated. They are all banged up again this year, and those injuries mixed in with their just inconsistencies on both sides of the ball. I think the Rams are um, a much better, much better team. Matt Stafford's better than Jimmy G. He's four points better than Jimmy G. And then my lock is the Tennessee Titans at home against Sean Payton and the Saints, which is another, you know, interesting game. Trevor Simeon came in. He did come back against the Falcons, but it's the Falcons. They don't, they do not not hold on to a lead. Falcons end up squeaking out the win, but the Saints, that's also a, they're coming off of a divisional game there. Now they have to go to Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee's defense is for real. This team is for real. So I don't see how they lose to um, Trevor Simeon is basically what it comes down to. And that is all of our picks for the week. Oh, Rashawn, who (laughs) it's, on this podcast more than twice, I think Um, he gave us the Browns plus one and a half at the Patriots, Ohio state minus 20 against whoever and Georgia minus 20 and a half against Tennessee. And Rashawn is seven and 11 on the year. So, and one and five in his locks. So yeah, uh, I kind of do like Tennessee here too. So Rashawn, um, not doing any better than anyone else, but okay. Anybody else got anything to add? I, I do like your Titans pick. That was that was the other one I had on my list. So I'm glad you you touched on that one. But yeah, just tennis. I, they're just scary to bet on without Derrick Henry. But yeah, they looked so freaking good. And I can't see them losing to the to the Saints with Simeon. But one thing I was gonna tell you, Steve, that your pit game, Pit Panthers. That's actually a Thursday night game. So give us a fourth one that you like just for the just for the people if they want to follow your picks. Pitt still oh. counts for your record, but by the time they hear this, they'll know the result of that right, game. Right, right. So well, like I a- said earlier, the the over in Vikings and Chargers over 53. Okay. okay, so if you want to follow Steve for a third pick, there you go. Hand I am over. Uh, I'm 15 and 12 on the year, so that's like up, Steve up is a unit. First place. <laughs> Barely ahead. Well, that's all that matters. Just be one pick ahead of a five hundred, and you're you're a sharp guy, sharp cat in my book. Um, all right, I think think that wraps it up. I think we're just under an hour here. Everyone have a 
fun November weekend. It's a nice crisp weather right now. Enjoy this weather. This is my favorite weather in the high 60s, mid 60s here. Um, at least down here, it's it's still 70s, 60s. Um, I don't know what the weather's been in Ohio. Seems I think I think it's still nice. Uh, go USA. USA, and, let's do it. Uh, anything else? That's all I got. I'm hoping to be a happy camper on Friday. Polisic's back. Polisic is back and oh, healthy, well. and that's going to be huge. Oh, well then. Yeah, I'm going to put in a couple USA bets here. I might do pit, pit money line USA, uh, like plus one and a half. Yeah, we do not have Serginio Dest or Gio Reyna both still banged up, which is which is huge. But Pulisic is oh, going to be. Oh, I shouldn't have got you started. Yeah, we got we got on the soccer, but we we're both like I said, they're both sitting pretty. None of them are desperate for a win. It's going to be a it's going to be a boring game to watch. Yeah, no one no one's listening anymore. <laughs> uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna have fun with it. Zero zero draw. It is going to be the best ninety minutes of my life. For some reason, and uh, and it's on a Friday, so I'll be drinking margaritas. Well, that's contradicting. Oh shit! You're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, now, now I'm in a crisis. I don't know what to do. <laughs> you had margaritas I usually, ready I usually, to go. I usually get Mexican on Fridays. Damn. No, you cannot. You cannot. <laughs> Uh, get get uh get barbecue. That's American. Or... Just go get a pack of hot dogs and a and a case of Bush. That's that's a real sign of that like nine to five married life. He's got a set day for a qu- type of cuisine he has. You know, Friday nights is Mexican. Uh, Thursdays pizza. Yeah. Taco Tuesday. I, I live like yeah. a block away from El Jalapenos, so. It's fire. Hey, yeah. like, no I, I, I can I can walk there and smack some margaritas around and walk back home. So, well, good luck to you on that. You could you should just go Saturday after we win or draw and just be yeah. super obnoxious. That could be that could be a thing too. Uh, actually, that does that. That I bet a lot of them are going to be like a lot of the workers there are probably going to be, you know, into okay. the game. Might be a good place to. What, what do you think? How do you think I was gonna say something bad? I'm just saying, like, well, you think they're gonna spit in your drink or something for being American? No, I think thing? they're gonna. I mean, there's it's a bar, like they got TVs and they got sports on and stuff. Oh, the, the staff sure, will I'm definitely sure. be watching. That's, that's what I'm You're saying. You're not it'll gonna be, get your food. It'll be probably <laughs> it'll be a good environment to watch the game in. <laughs> All right, I'll be at a wedding in Mobile, Alabama. Congrats to. Larry and Megan. For the All one right. person that's going to hear that. There's, yeah. Me listening back to this is the only person going to hear that. Uh, all right. America, stay healthy.